Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk in Real Time. Um, I know I mentioned before that I wasn't going to have many guests on the show, but I know and actually I'm related to so many creative people that it's just silly for me not to include some other creatives on this show. And so on today's episode, we're going to be talking with someone who's very near and dear to my heart. He's actually my uncle, and we're going to get into all of that family stuff too, but my uncle Chance Green is a photographer, magazine publisher, and producer. Um, he's just an all-around great, great person, but really an awesome creative. And since he's in, you know, my Rolodex, I might as well just, you know, <laughs> get him on the channels. <laughs> how you doing, Uncle? Hey, how you doing? Beautiful. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to have an opportunity to talk with you because, you know, mostly when you're creative in your family, you don't really talk about creative stuff. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate this, man. I was kind of nervous about it at first. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a, it's a big deal to me. I appreciate that. Well, you know, we keep it we keep it real all the time, right? At least we try to. <laughs> yes, yes, man. So, so um, just um, well, really, I mean, you travel quite a lot. So, you know, kind of let us know where, where are you? Where are you hailing from? But where are you now? Um, hailing from actually Elizabeth, New Jersey, born and raised as where I all started from. And I moved to Virginia. That's where I'm stationed at now where I have my studios at, but I'm, I'm all over the place. I travel a lot. Nice. And I think last time we got together, you were in San Diego. You had some work out there too. Yes, yes, definitely. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm going to go back. How was that experience for you being there? You know, I know California is so much different than being on the East Coast, but what was the experience like for you? It was amazing. I mean, as far as the weather, like they say, you're basically paying for the weather and the scenery. And the scenery, just to uh, walk around the neighborhoods and they got palm trees in their front yard. I'm like, this is like paradise to me. And but like yeah, as far as especially photography wise, like the scenery, you can go to different parts and have something totally different, like a totally different scene, totally different culture, and that's a lot that I miss being on the East Coast. Like this experience of me different, uh, like I said, cultures and stuff like that, and the beaches and the mountains, and <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's like a photographer's paradise to have all mm-hmm. of these different choose from definitely definitely so how long would you say that you've been into this photography world how many years have you been doing this um actually it's going about 20 years now this is my 20 year mark actually i haven't even thought about that i started (laughs) in uh 2000 when i really took it seriously Wow, yeah, that's 20 years. That's a long time, right? I have to post that. A happy anniversary to me. <laughs> and okay. so how did you get started? I mean, granted, like I said, you know, in, in a bit in the intro, we come from a very creative family. But you personally, how did you get started in photography specifically? Uh, my father, your grandfather, he, you know, he was always had a camera. We grew up. You barely couldn't even tell the color of the walls in the house. There was so many pictures of right? and everything. Just And he actually gave me the taste for it. And then I remember uh, he had gave me a camera one time. And, of course, when he passed, rest in peace, Pops, like, 
when he passed, um, I really started delving into it more seriously. Like, uh, I really started uh, shooting more, shooting random people, and then next thing you know, I'm starting to get requests to come to the party and take pictures, and it started going from there. And then it kind of took off. Uh, my nephew, CJ, um, uh, owner of Bad Magazine, shout out to CJ, too. He came up with this plan. It was like, hey, let's actually put this in the works. Let's do a photography company. Like, we're in demand. And it kind of took off from there. I love that. So, I mean, basically, it was trial by fire. Like, you put yourself out there, and you, you were just doing it and learning as you go. Yeah. Well, actually, like, I, I really did a lot of homework. That's what, one thing that I really... um when I said I take it seriously, like I started interning with a bunch of photographers that I admire, where any photographer that would let me sit in their studio and pick their brain, or I have this one guy, uh, Mike, that taught me a lot. I used to sit in his house. I used to spend a night in his house, sitting at the computer, and he would just give me some assignments to edit this and break down this and tell me this definition. And by the time he woke up the next morning, I was supposed to have an answer for him. <laughs> so I had to put a lot of work and like blood, sweat, and tears into it, actually, because it's a lot to photography, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. It's not anything that I've... I mean, I tried when I was designing jewelry, and I couldn't afford to have someone take photos, so I tried mm-hmm. to teach myself as much as I could. But, um, yeah, nothing like what you're doing and, you know, some of my other creative friends. I, I couldn't even. Like, I don't have an eye for it. And do you, do you think in some ways that you really have to have an innate eye for photography or is it truly something you learn? I believe, uh, I guess it's two ways to answer that question because in this day and age, even with your cell phone and all these superficial uh, cameras and stuff like that, um, Mm -hmm. they basically make it almost impossible to take a bad picture. Mm -hmm. But in terms of artistically having an eye. Um, when it comes to art, there's no real boundaries, I would say. It's all in the name of art. So one perspective might be, okay, I'm going to look at it this way, and then another photographer will have a different perspective of that same subject. So when I first started, that was a good, it was like one of the main things that would distinguish you from other photographers was your eye. But now, like I said, in this day and age, art is so, so big and so uh, stretched out to every region and genre. Anybody's like, (laughs) it's all about your love. It's all about what you like. So if I I used to always say, if I got one person to like one of my pictures, I did that picture for them. (laughs) So (laughs) as far as having that. That leads me to ask then, because there are so many people out here, whether, you know, they're calling themselves amateur or professional, what have you, how do you maintain your personal brand? Like, how do you keep it real and not, you know, fall into trying to do what everyone else is do for the sake of popularity? Um, to answer that question just right off the bat, I would say my catalog. I would distinguish, uh, what would separate me is like I even back then I used to do a lot of creative stuff. Like I used to just, 
just think of ways that I can make that shot different from everybody else's. Or if I'm about to shoot someone, say I'm about to shoot a model that has a portfolio and she's shot a lot, I'll study her pictures and see what can I do with her that hasn't been added to her portfolio. Mm -hmm. So, and that kind of made me start just going out, just stretching out props and imagination. I have a crazy imagination. So (laughs) I've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I always try to bring it to life in pictures and that kind of what made me stand out. So I would definitely show them like my portfolio and 20 years, you can see how long I've been shooting. So I always wanted to stand. I think that's what made me known actually was me doing, especially back then when photography wasn't that big on, I would say that urban scene. Right. right. It wasn't that big as far as like a, a dream job or anything like that. And I was doing a lot more creative and I, of course, I love eye candy. Everyone loves eye candy, but I kind of want to put a twist to it. I want kind of, and I want to kind of capture both worlds, I guess you could say. So, what do you like? What's it feel like to work with a creative, like a model, or you know, especially if it's someone who's never done it before? Like, how do you go about making them feel comfortable if they if they're nervous about it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's very important to making them feel, for one, dealing with creative people like yourself is like the best feeling because you're just bouncing ideas off each other. And of course, the vibe is always there. Like the energy is good. So just the fact of creating with someone that thinks like you and they're giving you a different perspective of that. And it kind of, once it all gets done, it's beautiful. It's like, oh man, we did this. I can't wait to put this out to the world. And, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, man, that's one of those, uh, I guess it was aphrodisiac or something like, something kind of like, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, I can't think of the word. Like, it gets me excited. That's why I can't even speak now. Like, it gets me excited just working with creative people. I have had to be blessed to work with a couple of very talented creative models, photographers, makeup artists, and to come together it's like we form like Voltron and <laughs> and come together but um that's a good point as far as uh dealing with making people comfortable that I never shot before mm-hmm. um I always have one ritual that I always make sure uh I always tell them that make sure they bring a friend with them mm-hmm. that always will help them break the ice I like to talk to them beforehand, before they even come to shoot. I like to have a conversation with them, kind of uh, vibe with them a little bit. That way, because you don't really want to break the ice when they actually meet you for the first time and they got to do a shoot. So I kind of talk over ideas with them, what I think we should do, what kind of outfits you should bring, stuff like that. And then it kind of eases it. Like, oh, it gets them more excited for the shoot now. Like, oh, I can't wait to shoot. It's going to be so hot. Like, and that helps. And it also, I mean... It gives you an opportunity to share that creative high. I mean, because just just listening to you, it is so clear that you have a passion. You have a true passion for what you do. And so when you when you're talking with a model, I mean, whether she's done it for the first time or it's been her career, you it's contagious. Mm-hmm. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> That's why I was I was hooked. <laughs> I've been hooked ever. So with since. everything, 
with everything that you're doing, how do you manage your time? Like, you know, how do you manage your productivity? Is it just you? Do you have a team? In the beginning, it was just me. And it was very hard because I went into it so hard. Like you said, I'm very passionate about it. And it got to to a point where it kind of interfered with relationships I had. And it was like kind of work and then photography all day after that. Mm-hmm. But um, as I got bigger, I would say I did have to have some help, especially when we started the magazine. We had to get a team going because it's not no time in the day to actually, especially to run a magazine. Right, right. So, yeah, I definitely had to get help. Um, I had a very good people on our team, had a successful magazine. It was pretty good. Yeah, definitely needs help. <laughs> Was it was it hard for you to ask for help? I mean, like, you know, we come from a family of people that we just do it right. (laughs) That can make it difficult to ask for help. So was it hard for you to reach out and say, hey, I can't do this on my own anymore? Not at all. No. Um, You would think, I mean, especially being an artist, you're very prideful, but. I saw the bigger picture, especially with the magazine, of course, I enlisted like close friends and family to help get it started. And I always wanted something for my family to have. Like I wanted my team to have something we can pass on. Like I said, I gave the magazine to my nephew and he just took it and ran with it. And I love seeing that. So, um, and then the workload, it gets to be very long. So no, I had no problem asking for help. (laughs) It's just the right people you got to have. Right, right. People right. have to have the same passion as you. So do you ever have times where you don't feel as confident? Do you, do you deal with, you know, self-doubt or negative self-talk? If you do, how do you handle it? Every single time I pick up my camera. Mm-hmm. Every single time. I mean, like any time I'm about to shoot, there hasn't been one time that I can remember that I didn't get the butterflies in my stomach. Like, oh my God, I hope everything goes right. I hope she likes me. I hope the vibe is right. There's just so many things. There's so many things can go wrong with your equipment. Wow. It's like, oh, I hope we get through this shoot. And like every single time, especially when you're trying some idea, especially mm-hmm. uh, I remember one time I lit a girl on fire. And <laughs> talking about what? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about nervous. Oh my goodness. That so one. wait, you lit someone on fire on purpose? <laughs> yeah, and she actually went with it. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she trusted my art. She was like, man, I've been wanting to work with you forever. And I was like, well, if you want to work with me, not this idea, but I, you know. <laughs> and she sat there and I had a group of people around with the fire extinguishers and everything. And she let me lit her back, light her back in the fire. <laughs> wow. So and obviously it turned out okay. Uh, yeah, she's still alive today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I call her check on her once in a while. Hey, you okay, right? <laughs> you good, right? We don't judge beauty no time soon, huh? But yeah, wow. every time I put my camera, yeah, I get nervous. And so do you just like talk yourself out of it or you just like, how do you, how do you handle when you're nervous? Um, every time before I'm about to shoot, I have, I, I go outside 
bad habit. I, I smoke a cigarette to calm my nerves, and I just go through the shoot in my head. I go through the whole shoot how I want to work. Like the whole as far as like setting up the lights, what angle I'm going to use, what props, and just go with how I want her to feel. Uh, I'm expecting her face to look as far as expression. And I go through it real quick. And I have to do it every single time. Then I go back in, uh, fresh face, because you can't let them see you sweat. You let them see you sweat, then they're going to get nervous. Like, hey, what's going on? Something's wrong. So you got to go in there fresh face and like, all right, you ready to work? Let's get it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I think that's another one of those uh, personality traits that has been passed down uh, in our family. It's like we really, we are a people that we get stuff done. And I really, really appreciate that. I mean, you have been an inspiration to me for such a really long time. You know, we, we have our ebb and flows where we, you know, connect and then we have moments where we're not connecting. But truly just watching you, watching you grow and blossom has been an inspiration to me. So thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate and just and just you know, let me let my listeners know. So yes, Mister Green here is my uncle. <laughs> but but <laughs> Mister Green here is uh, the same age as my younger brother. So technically, I am very much older than my uncle. But <laughs> you have to throw that in there, right? They wouldn't have done that. Have to throw that in there. But here's the thing. I mean, I really, and again, in our family, you know, having respect for our elders or what have you is like it's strong, and I take that to heart. Like when I say uncle, I call you uncle because I truly mean that. Like you, I, I really, I look up to you. Not only. Because technically of where we were born or whatever, but just what you do and how you show up in the world and how you're just so confident and just you just move into whatever you want to do. That to me is deserving of that respect. And so that's why I call you uncle. Does that make sense? Yes, appreciate that. Oh man, that's 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 dope. <laughs> that is dope. I so if appreciate that. When you meet someone who has an interest in pursuing photography or, you know, being a creative, what advice do you have any advice for, you know, for young people wanting to pursue this career path? Um, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. Like, um, one thing also, um, never put your camera down. This is what you love. Like, it's been times when I didn't have a model or a subject to shoot, and I'll put a teddy bear up and practice different lighting with the teddy bear. And now I got a dog. Like, my dog is like my favorite model now. Like, I'm always doing different techniques with him and just having fun and playing. But um, when I first started, it was kind of like, like I was doing real creative and sometimes it was weird. Sometimes it might be dark, whatever I might be feeling. And a lot of people was trying to put me into a category. It was like, oh, no, you're just this type of photographer. You only do this. You only do that. And it bothered me a lot. And it, I kind of catered to what people were saying. And it was to a point that I had to break through that. And I was like, I'm going to shoot what I want to shoot. Like, it's my art. Like, if you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. So, like, don't let anybody tell you yeah. what you can't do. And if I, I had some of the 
the worst cameras starting out. But like, if you love to shoot, oh man, like I had, everybody had these up-to-date cameras that I was working around and I was making stuff with lights. I used to use lampshades and do this kind of lighting scene with that and have <laughs> this thing hanging off a shelf just to add some flair into the picture. Or you know what I mean? Like, so don't let nothing stop you. If this is what you want to do, anything when it comes to art, I believe it. If it's just what you want to do, go on it with your heart, with your heart on your sleeve and just, uh, as long as, like I said, one person like it, hey, it's for them. I mean. So with your busy schedule, how do you take downtime and what do you do to decompress? What is downtime? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, only time I actually think I take downtime actually is when I might be sick, <laughs> for real. Because I love what I do. Like, I love to create. So if I'm not actually doing a photo shoot, I'm researching ideas, researching pictures, uh, props, and trying to figure out the way this photographer shot that. You know what I mean? So it's it's not really a downtime. It's kind of like a pastime for me, actually. Wow. Okay. I mean, so that, that would be my downtime compared to the business side of it. Actually, creating would be my downtime, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I know that's how I felt, you know, when I was, like, really heavy into doing web design stuff. You know, mm. I would take time, like, a hot minute to enjoy a cup of coffee or something. But for the most part, I was constantly creating websites because I really enjoyed it. You know, it's like that was my downtime was, you know, creating a new website for a new idea I had, even if I didn't have a client. So yeah, mm-hmm. I totally get that. Definitely. definitely. So what's a guilty pleasure though? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know that we're always constantly creating, but you got to have that one thing that you do, whether it's something you enjoy eating or drinking or what's, what's something that you do that gives you pleasure outside of work? Um, Drinking, of course, <laughs> it's always it's always a guilty pleasure. Um, What's your drink of choice? Anything brown, but mainly Hennessy. I've been drinking Hennessy for like years. Hennessy and Grandma, yeah. Everybody that gets me a gift, they get me that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say I, I know. <laughs> you know, family functions. You know that brown water is somewhere around. It's somewhere in somebody's pocket or hidden in the shelf somewhere. That makes (laughs) That's always been one. Um, I found a a guilty pleasure lately as I got older was um, good conversation. Creative conversation, like conversation that kind of makes me think. That's been my latest guilty pleasure, like especially going out in California and meeting new people, people that didn't have any idea who I was. And believe it or not, I'm an introvert, (laughs) but I forced myself to go out and talk and and meet people. And you have to do that if you're on this line of work. You have to meet people and talk. And I really had some great conversations, like just picking people's mind and I love the uh, psychology of it, kind of figure out 
what they're like or how did their background make them who they are today or why they do certain things, you know what I mean? And that kind of helps when I'm about to shoot someone too. Just kind of pick their brain because believe it or not, you look at my work, it is very, I would say creative or kind of out the box, but that idea came from a conversation with that person. Oh, it's your favorite color. Let's do something all yellow, like yellow outfit, yellow background, and only other color is going to be your skin. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Get bananas everywhere or something. You know, like and it really came from a conversation, just kind of picking their brain. So yeah, that's been a guilty pleasure lately. I know what you mean. I mean, I've been able to connect with quite a few people internationally, uh, actually a lot of them introverts, believe it or not. And that is what prompted me to want to do another podcast was I had an, an interview with two people who've become friends and they're both, you know, introverts. And just that, the magic of, of brainstorming and talking mm-hmm. and that excitement, I was like, oh, oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm part <laughs> of this in my life. So, yeah, I get what you're saying when you can have truly, you know, real conversations and engaging conversations and like learning about people. That's that's magic. I love it. So I totally I I understand exactly what you're saying. So, Uncle, what's on the horizon for you? What what's your what's your project right now? What's what's coming up for you? Um, now that I'm back in Virginia, uh. A good friend of mine had just opened up a art gallery slash studio. He had just opened it. And they had the right before I left. They had the, uh, a soft opening, and I attended that and brought a lot of photographers there. So I want to get back into that now that I'm here and I got a little bit of time. I want to kind of develop that. Of course, he I done watched it grow while I was gone. And I, um, I was in awe of what he turned it into. But my biggest dream was to have an art gallery. People can actually see my work, exclusive work that hasn't been on social media, and eat tea and crumpets and talk about the work. Like, that's always been a dream of mine. Like, uh, tall, white walls, my things on easels, my paintings, not paintings, uh, pictures on easels. And just kind of just talk to good creators like, and tell me their thoughts about it and that they kind of pick my brain as to what went into that process of making that picture. That's kind of like I love that. that I'm I and I know it. I, I I can see it. I know that it will happen. I'm looking forward to it because I want to be there. I want to be at the opening. I want to be able to uh you know say yeah. I remember way back when we were talking about this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's definitely coming. I'm putting it into the universe. It's gonna happen this year. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Uncle. I know, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so you probably got, you know, some things you want to be doing today. So I appreciate you taking this time with me. And I just want to let my listeners know that if you want to take a look at uh, Mr. Green's work, you can check him out on Instagram at Mr. CNC. He's got some amazing photos there. I can't stress enough that this is an amazing human being. I am fortunate to call him family. But truly, as a creative, like I said, you know, before, you truly inspire me. So thank you for being a guest on my, my show. Always. Thank you so much for having me. Like, this is, this is kind of cool. Like, <laughs> but I had to be up now. 
Well, we will will definitely do it again because you always have something. And, you know, with the gallery opening coming up soon, we'll have some more things to talk about, too. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. It was 